First, I just want to thank you all for having me. It's a privilege and an honor to come and share the word. I got to be honest with you. This was a this message was probably a little difficult for me. This is the first uh, Mother's Day message I've given since my mom passed two years ago. So it kind of brings up some of those emotions. So if I get a little emotional, just bear with me. But this morning, we're going to be in the book of 1 Samuel. You know, the Bible is full of great role models who, what it, who, who know what it means and show us what it means to be a godly person, how to live a godly life. I mean, look at Mary, who was a mother, the mother of our Lord and Savior. Who actually raised him, held him, kissed his forehead. Just like many of you mothers here have done with your children. You've got Paul. Who said, follow me as I follow Christ. You've got Jesus himself who said, follow me. Today, we're going to be looking at a woman named Hannah. And the story begins in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah was a wife to Elkanah and would soon be known as the mother of Samuel. She's not only a a, wonderful role model for women today, for mothers today, but I would go as far to say that she is an example that each of us can follow and learn from. The question that you may be all, that you, that you all may be asking now is, well how is Hannah's life an example of living a godly life? Well her faith was exhibited through her problems, through her prayer life, through her provision, through her promise, and through her praise. And throughout this morning and this evening, we're going to examine each and every one of these aspects. But before we go to the Word, please bow with me for a word of prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for this day that is set aside to honor our mothers. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. I just pray, Lord, that as we go through your Word today, That you place me behind the cross. So that your glory be shown. I pray Lord that your spirit fills this room. 
And that if there is someone that does not know you, Lord, I pray, Lord, that they find you today. It's in your son's precious name I humbly pray. Amen. So if you turn with me to 1 Samuel, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. It says, Now there was a certain man of Ramathim, Zotham, of the mountains of Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, or Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, the Ephraimite. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah had none. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah. Although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her, provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? And we're going to stop there just for a moment. Each and every one of us have problems. Godly women, men, mothers, and fathers are not exempt from the problems and trials and tribulations of life. And Hannah was no exception. She did not have children as we read in verse 2. And then when you jump down to verse 5 it said, The Lord had closed her womb. Although we do not know why she was barren, this was looked upon with disfavor and even anguish by Jewish women. And I'm sure it's applicable to all women. 
You know, it was looked at as a curse from God. You know, the family lineage would not continue. The family line would end with her and her husband. So you could imagine how she felt. To be looked at as someone who had been cursed by God. Whereas childbirth was looked at as a blessing from God. Amen? Look at what was going on in her life. In verse 6 and 7, we read how she was harassed by the other wife, Penina. Who constantly provoked her. We don't know why. Maybe it was jealousy. We read up in verse 5 how her husband would give her a double portion because he loved her. And you see how he pleads with her in verse 8. Telling her how much he loves her. But she was constantly being provoked. And it made her miserable. It caused her to weep. And not eat. What can we learn from that? First and foremost, as I said earlier, we can learn that no one is exempt from problems. No one. What was Christ's words? He said, they hated me and they're going to hate you. He didn't say there may be trials and tribulations. He said there will be trials and tribulations. But no one's exempt. What else can we learn? That the the righteous often suffer. Look at Job. Who suffered dearly. But you know what? The difference is is how we handle things as Christians. You know, she could have thrown in the towel and gave up. Many probably would. But she never, never gave up. 
Look at verse 7. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord. Year by year. So what sets her and everyone else apart as one of faith is how they respond. How we respond as Christians when we are faced with the trials and tribulations of life. That's the difference. And that leads to my next point. You would join with me in verse 9. And I'm going to read down to verse 18. And then we're going to come back and look at these. Then Elkanah. No, so Hannah arose. After they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. And prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli Eli watched her mouth, Now Hannah spoke in her heart, and only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my lord. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way, and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Praise God. 
See, that goes back to how we handle problems. If you're a Christian, if you're in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, she did not return evil for evil. Did she? No. She could have. Some may think she would have been justified in doing so. But she didn't. She took her problems to the Lord. She took her problems to the Lord. She prayed with a heart that was broken and full of sadness. She prayed persistently She prayed from her heart. And poured out her heart and soul to the Lord. She prayed with confidence. Because look, Verse 18 says, and her face was no longer sad. She knew that God was going to answer. She left all of her burdens. She cast all of her cares upon the Lord. Remember where you were before you went to Jesus Christ. Did you cast all your cares and burdens upon Him? Did you lay it at the foot of the cross and trust in Him? She did. She let her request be made to the Lord and the peace of God ruled her heart as she departed. What can we learn from Hannah's prayer? A lot there. But we can learn, first and foremost, to pray fervently. Passionately. God knows your heart already. We can learn to pray persistently. You know, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 that we must pray without ceasing. Praise God that He is there to hear our prayers. We can also learn through her prayer to pray confidently. 
You see, she believed God would answer. 1 John 5, 14-15 reads, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Powerful. Hannah was a woman of faith. And as we were going to see, she's going to become a mother of faith. If you would, go with me to verse 19 for the last point that I'm going to cover this morning. It says, Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Remember she asked, please remember your maid servant. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel. Saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. That was her provision. We've talked about what we can learn from her problem. We've talked about what we can learn from her prayer. What can we learn from her provision? As I said in verse 11, she asked the Lord to remember and not forget her. And the Lord remembered her. And gave her what she asked. So one thing that we can learn from this is that God does and will answer prayer. I've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. This woman was barren. Looked upon as being cursed by God. Poured it all out. poured her soul out to the Lord. And he gave her a son named Samuel. So he will answer. But as we read in John 5.14, it must be according to his will. We must pray in faith 
believe with our heart. Remember that God may not give us what we want, but He will give us what we need. And that's usually something better than what we wanted in the first place. In Hannah's case, this godly woman that we read about, he did bless her, and he blessed her with a child. And each and every mother here knows that feeling. So I invite you to come back tonight as we look at her promise and her praise. Maybe you're going through a bad situation. Maybe there's something that's just eating away at you. Maybe you're looking for a church home. This looks like a wonderful family. Whatever it is, as our song of invitation is being played, I invite you to lay it at the foot of the cross. Pour out your soul. Give your all to God. Because we don't know if there's going to be a tomorrow. Too many people are living for the now and not concerned with their future. God's word tells us that Jesus Christ will come as a thief in the night. So I pray that if you don't know him, that you find him today. And I lift up all the mothers here. Praise God for mothers. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this message. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you are there, and all we have to do is turn to you. And I pray, Lord, if there there is someone here today that don't know you, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your spirit prick their heart. That you lead them to the foot of the cross. And wrap your loving arms around them as they lay everything and pour out their heart and their soul to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
again for this beautiful day. And thank you, Lord, for the mothers that are here. As near sons, precious name, I humbly.